This episode contains discussions of sexual violence. It's important to know there are people and resources available to help. No one should ever suffer in silence. No one should ever be ignored. If you need help, Rain, that's R-A-I-N-N, has a lot of resources, including a 24-hour helpline. That's 800-656-HOPE. 800-656-HOPE. This podcast is not associated with RAIN, but they are a wonderful resource, dedicated to making the world a better place. Darker Days of Dorothy Gale Chapter 60 Chad Miles Dorothy was a sobbing mess by the time she was done telling Chad what Miles did to her two months earlier. She was livid by the time the conversation was over. Why is it so hard to believe? She asked. Her eyes pleaded for some sort of comfort from her best friend. It's not that it's hard to believe, said Chad, looking away from her. It's that that what? That he's more important than me? That he's more honest than me? It's that, that he told me that you came on to him, said Chad, still avoiding eye contact. And it's just that, that he's a guy, said Dorothy. It was not a question. That he's more honest than me because I'm just a girl. That's not what I meant, argued Chad defensively. He never considered himself sexist, and he resented the idea that Dorothy was implying he was. It is what you meant, said Dorothy matter-of-factly. That's exactly what you meant. So what did he tell you? What line of bullshit did he feed you? that is more believable than my truth. That I came on to him? That I threw myself at him? Maybe that we were drunk and things just got out of control. Or maybe that I was drunk and didn't know what I was doing. I want you to tell me Exactly what he said. He said he caught a college guy trying to get into your pants, said Chad. And that when he pulled him off of you, the guy took a swing at him and left the two of you alone. 
Chad stopped talking, in hopes that this was enough to end the conversation. And? pressed Dorothy. What happened next? He said you were pretty upset, and he comforted you, and one thing led to another, and you two... You know... Dorothy bit her lower lip out of anger and frustration. She did know. She knew exactly what the two of them did. No. Not what the two of them did. What Miles did. What Chad refused to believe. He, Dorothy said quietly as she gently reached out, placing her soft hands on Chad's face, directing his eyes to hers, is lying. He is a liar. Chad remained silent. His eyes darted from side to side as he struggled to maintain eye contact with Dorothy. A few tears even welled up in his own eyes, but refused to fall. Why don't you believe me? asked Dorothy. Why won't you believe me? I, I can't replied Chad, in a whisper so low that it was nearly inaudible. Dorothy stared at him as he moved his head away from her hand and turned away from her. She wanted nothing more than for her friend to believe her. If she had told him the morning after, or gone to the police, or even a doctor— Maybe they would not be having this conversation right now. But nothing is ever so simple. Nothing is ever so simple in a situation such as this. It was fear, shame, guilt, humiliation, and a myriad of other emotions that kept her from reporting the detestable, vile crime that had been done to her. The words of Miles rang in her ears. <laughs> I'm not going anywhere. If I can do this once, I can do this twice. And Dorothy believed he would. It was shame for allowing such an atrocious act of violence to happen to her, to be done to her, to be forced upon her. There was no need for shame, however. It was not her fault. And she knew that. The rest of the world, the rest of the town, might not see it that way, though. Isn't it always the girl's fault? Why was she at the party, they would ask, 
Was she drinking? I bet she was drunk, they would say. She must be lying. Miles would never do that. And they would remark on how sweet he is, or how he has never shown any sign of aggression to so much as a fly. She probably just wants attention, the popular girls would say, and the popular boys would be inclined to agree. It was guilt. The lying to M and Henry about where she was that night. A lie that had only grown into a solidified truth over time. What would they think of her? How could they ever trust her again after such news? Would they ever trust her again? Chad wouldn't. It was the humiliation, the feeling of being weak, the feeling of being vulnerable. It was a dark secret that she had been carrying around inside of her for two months. Everyone in the community already looked at her with sympathy and pity in their eyes. A police report would change that sympathy and pity for the poor little orphan girl into something worse. The humiliation would turn into fear. The fear would turn into shame. The shame would turn into guilt. And the guilt would turn into humiliation, and once again, the cycle would start all over. In her mind, if she came forward, it would be unending. Maybe it would be, but maybe it wouldn't be. She would never know for sure. All she knew was that Chad the one person she was sure would believe her, did not. And if he did not believe her, how was she supposed to expect anyone else to? I should have reported it, she thought to herself as she continued to stare at Chad, even as he looked away. Things would be different now. We would be happy. I would be happy. Things would be so different, she thought. She knew. She hoped. Staring on at Chad, she felt something welling up inside of her. More than anger. More than sadness. More than frustration and pain. At this moment, Chad and Miles were one in the same. Chad was no better than his disgusting friend. And Miles was no different than Chad. Dorothy could only bring three words to the surface of her lips in response to the epic silence that had taken control of the room. She spoke them in such a hushed tone that she never knew if Chad heard them or not. They were the last words she would ever say to him. 
I hate you.